You're listening to episode 197 of Shades Midweek. This is a podcast where we talk about theology, culture, and all things Shades. We are recording this in Three Stream Studio in Homewood, Alabama, inside of Shades Valley Community Church. In my office, how much further can I go describing the exact location of this studio? My name is John Mark DeRoe, and I am joined, as usual, by my friends and pastors here at Shades Valley, Jonathan Haves and Brad Brown. Now, there are a few things happening at Shades that are coming up that I want to touch on, but before we get to that, who is excited about Dune Part 2 releasing in theaters this weekend? Because I am very excited. <laughs> I didn't know it was releasing this weekend. Dude, it is. I'm conflicted. It is a must-see event. You need to see it in the theaters. Do not just let it go to the streaming service. I am I am conflicted because... I want to see it, but I also want to finish the book first. And I don't think there's any hope of me finishing this book while it's still in theater. So I'll, I'll probably end up going to see it. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to miss it this weekend, so I'm kind of bummed about that. I'm trying to figure out when I'm actually going to go see it. But I, I think an IMAX appointment is uh, vital <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. for this viewing. Because the first movie is such a, you know, I watched it on HBO and, you know, because that was kind of during COVID times somewhat and uh, watched it when it streamed. And it was a gr- great, great film, but clearly the size and the scope of it. And here I am, like, watching it at home on a, you know, 55-inch TV when I could see it in the IMAX. So I feel like this movie uh, is going to live up to the hype. Mm. And uh, Christopher Nolan, who uh, directed Oppenheimer and has directed the the Batman trilogy and Inception, many, many great films, uh, said that uh, this is Denis Villeneuve, so that's the director for Dune, uh, this is his Empire Strikes Back. So uh, wow. high, high praise uh, for the director and for the movie. And uh, the last time I checked, it had 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know if that's went down Goodness. since I checked it on Monday. But, yeah, very exciting stuff. Brad, are you going to go see it? I'm not, but I'll yeah. tell you what. Wow. Jeez. My goodness. After all I just said, and you're like, nope. Wow. Just going to watch it later. Did you see I'll Dune just, 1? Did you I'll see just, Part 1? I'll just watch my TV shows. So <laughs> I am going to see it. I'm just going to wait for it to, to come out because it's more affordable. And you know what? I have a child. You're just fired. Just <laughs> You're not allowed on the podcast anymore. <laughs> wow. But I wow. S- fully support... John Mark, that you can go do it. And I'm seeing a little bit of codependence here in the booth that I can't have my own opinion without threatening the position of Jonathan. That's right. Or John Mark. (laughs) And so maybe something to work through there. But I'm happy for y'all to go see it. And I do want to see it because I did enjoy Dune 1. Codependence. Let's talk about the guy that can't leave his baby for an hour to go (laughs) watch a movie. Come at me, bro. At 9 o'clock at night when everyone's asleep. Well, that's quality time that my wife and I spend together. So instead of looking at a screen by disconnecting, whatever oh, you're, you're watching your TV from the shows guy oh that, that watches like fifty thousand TV shows a this year. Is, you know, Jordan and I we always have Bible study at night, and so oh, that's my. that's probably when we'll do it. 
Well, John Mark, John Mark, I will go. All I right. will go with you to the theater to Thank see you. this movie. Yeah, I'm afraid that all my cinema buff friends are going to go see it this weekend. So I'm probably going to be left. As, they may go see it again. Listen, I, I think it would probably be worth. In all again, seriousness, in all seriousness, yeah. Let's. If let's you can't it see it this weekend, oh. I'll go see it with you later. A little. I will uh, wait. A little staff. Uh, what do we call it? What do we call this? Like staff the team bonding? building? Team oh, building? Yeah. Team building. Oh, no, you're not invited. Well, if, uh, uh, you're not invited no, anymore. Wait, wait, get out of here. You said you didn't want to go. If Shades is paying for it, our parade. If Shades is paying for it, I'm going to go. Okay? <laughs> we'll take it out of the children's budget. Scott is getting emails right now with people <laughs> wanting to know if their tithe money is we going to- for us to watch. <laughs> Movies. We want to see the books now. It's not. Uh, this is really escalated. I didn't expect this. I was just going to have a fun little segment about the new movie coming out about some culture. That's, some that's culture. okay. We'll have a fun little no, segment I mean, where I we know. review the movie and leave Brad out of the conversation. What time What time would you go, John Mark? Are you talking about like if I just went and saw it like on yeah. a week, weeknight or something? No, well, even this weekend. Well, I can't this weekend because I... I oh, so I, you're like, I decidedly can't you can't see it. Okay. I just cannot. Yeah, I can't fit it into what I have going on. So Listen, we'll um, off air, we'll look at our calendars, we'll figure this out. Does anybody else have anything they need to talk about? <laughs> Why didn't you guys invite me to your last birthday party? <laughs> I did! You came, though, actually. You did I show did. up. You did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Though I think you left early because of the baby. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Brad's in that. That's like a peak time for parents when they can just put everything off on their child. I not feeling good. Ate something weird. Got to go. Got to go early. Sorry. Nap time. It's been the best gift of having a child. Oh, my word. Is there anything else going on at Shades that we need to talk about? There are some really important things (laughs) happening. Uh, We'll talk about this a little later, but Groceries for Green Springs is happening this Sunday. We talk about it more uh, later in this episode, but uh, if you want to participate, you need to Which, traditionally, in the past, we Mm -hmm. have not announced Groceries for Green Springs, but we're trying something new. That's right. Because we yep. have faith in you as a congregation. That's right. Surely. I, I think the I think the old thought was if we announce it, maybe some people won't show up if they know it's groceries for Green Springs. That's what we were told by <laughs> those that had come before us. But we say nay. <laughs> nay. We have a higher view of the congregation at Shades Valley. Certainly, if we say that on a Sunday, we're going to have a shortened service to provide food for those in need, that our congregation would not say, you know what, this sounds like a great Sunday for me to stay home. Which, here's what's hilarious about us saying we're going to have a shortened service. What we mean (laughs) is we're going to aim to have the normal length of a service that other churches have. Yes, it's still an hour. (laughs) This is not a five-minute service. Most churches have an hour service. And so we're true. We're still aiming for that. Um, uh, so, I mean, we're still going to be in our first Corinthians series. All, all of that kind of stuff is still happening. That's right. Um, yeah. But we, we want to announce it so you can come prepared. Yes. Uh, you can come. You in, can plan. Yeah. And in that and in that frame of mind of like, hey, this is what we're doing together today as a body. So if you don't know what this is, basically we, we aim to have an hour-long service and we, we cut it short so that we have more time to go as a body to all of the local grocery stores around here. There's a Publix, there's an Aldi, there's a Walmart, there's a neighborhood Walmart. You can go to any of them, and we provide a list of needs Mm -hmm. for a food pantry that's right down the road uh, at the ministry at Green Springs Centers, and we buy up stuff together uh, off of that list, 
If you're like, man, I, I, I don't really have money, I'm in a tight spot, or if you're like, I'm a college student, you partner together with a couple of people. Go in together. Do it as a small group or something like that. But every little bit helps. When we go, we purchase products, and then we drive them to the Ministry Center at Green Springs, drop them off right there on that Sunday, and we just stock out uh, their pantry. And that's a food pantry that provides food to so many families in need yep. right here in our area. And so we do this twice a year. So, yep, happening this Sunday. If you can't be here on Sunday, like if you have a legitimate reason why you can't be here, you're just not <laughs> skipping out of church, uh, and you're hearing this, and maybe it's before Sunday, yep. go, you can go ahead and buy the, the groceries off that list now. I emailed the list out already this morning to everyone okay. that is subscribed to the email, so you could go, as you're listening to this right now, you could be listening to the podcast, going to the grocery store. You could go wow. get some items, drop them off here at Shades, just coordinate with someone and wow. let them know you know where you're going to drop them off. and. We can, you know, we'll figure out how to get it uh, to the Green Springs uh, ministry over there. That's right. John Mark, what if I have something immediately following church? What could I do? Yeah, so let's say you can't get the groceries this week. Uh, you're here on Sunday, but you can't go get the groceries right right there on Sunday morning. You could go get them next week, oh. uh, potentially, yes. Okay. Uh, and then do the same thing. Just You could drop them off at the ministry center at Green Springs, mm-hmm. or you could bring them here to Shades Valley, and one of us or someone will figure out a way to uh, get those groceries over there. We've done that in the past uh, for folks. So, uh, you know, there's more than just you – can, you can participate – uh, even if you're not here on Sunday morning. So that's right. That's great. Good stuff. Uh, Saturday, March 16th, we have an SVCC spring cleaning work day. Jonathan, can you tell us about the work day? Yeah, so uh, over time here at the building, uh, projects just pile up. You know, uh, whether they're cleaning projects, we, we have a great uh, cleaning crew, but they're a part-time cleaning crew. And they are focused on kind of the weekly tasks each week. And so kind of more deep cleaning things uh, just pile up over time. Uh, For those of you who've never seen the back of our facility, we actually only use half of our facility uh, is renovated. The entire back half is basically a giant open warehouse. And mysteriously, over time, things just go there to die. Um, They just show up. Uh, we do have a lot of uh, construction trash left over from the kitchen project uh, that was done uh, not too long ago. And so every now and then, we just need to clean out the back. Uh, yep. And um, so so that's on the list. That's one of the big things on the list is cleaning out the back. There are other cleaning projects that Park Stall Cup is heading up and has lined up. And then Joe Stores, uh, who heads up our uh, facilities team, He's got some projects as well. Those would be things more along the lines of like repairs or um, maybe some small builds or something like that. Uh, but one of the big things is we're going to restripe the parking lot. Wow. Um, so I know he's heading heading that up. Um, and so because it, it desperately needs it, the lines are so faded right now at this point. And yeah. so he's going to have the paint and the little contraption you use and stencils or whatever it is yep. and put together a small team to do that. So wild. Yeah, it's going to be from 9 a.m. to noon. And the reason you should show up at 9 is because we're going to provide a pancake breakfast. Wow. Now, if you want to be guaranteed some pancakes, you need to go on to Church Center right now and sign up for this event. 
or you will not get pancakes. Did I miss something? Did I'm I say just, something wrong? No, but every time I think about the pancake breakfast, I think about the episode of The Office. Oh, okay. Where he, John Mark was laughing, and I was where, like, did I not say the word pancakes? He's making pancakes, and he's making them out of sheets of paper, and Creed walks up and he's like, boss, you gotta, you got to cook them circular. They're not cooking even all the way. Like, it's just so funny to me that he wanted to, that he cooked the pancakes as sheets of paper. It's just really funny to <laughs> oh, me. Oh, my word. Sorry. So, yeah. So, show up at 9, uh, or we'll sign up on Church Center so we know you're coming. We know how many pancakes to make and all of that. Show up. We'll have pancake breakfast, and then we'll get to work on these projects. And That's right. It's going to be great. It'll yep. be great fun. Amazing. So I up. imagine that as much as there will be some really good work getting done and uh, checking off a bunch of projects, there will also just be a lot of fun hanging out and goofing off. Camaraderie. Fellowship. Yeah, you can meet new people. Make make new friendships. Yeah, there's over 20 people already registered on Church Center, so you don't want to miss it. Uh, It's going to be a huge group. And you just go to the event registrations tab on your Church Center app or on the browser version, and you can just sign up there. It's just nice to know how many people are coming so we can make the right amount of pancakes. That's right. Okay, and then the next day, Sunday, March 17th, we have a baptism class. Jonathan is going to be leading that. Jonathan, you want to talk about that? So just right after the service, uh, upstairs it'll probably only be like 30 to 40 minutes long, and it's a time for those who are considering baptism or those who just have questions or maybe you're a parent and your child has been asking you questions and you don't quite know how to talk about it. Uh, Basically, I just give kind of a, a brief spiel about baptism, what it is, why we do it, how we practice it at Shades, and then there's time for questions. Um, so you can get some questions answered as well. So, yeah, and we provide lunch. So, again, wow. if you're, if you're going to come to that, we need you to sign up yep. on Church Center so that we can make sure we have enough pizza uh, for everybody. That's that right. Day. So, yep, that's March 17th. Love it. You can sign up on Church Center. Okay. So much happening. Yeah, there is a lot going on. Um, we're going to stop there. There are definitely some other things happening a little further out. We'll wait to talk about those later. Should we get to JM's Album of the Week? Yeah, let's I do this. I think we stuff. shall. JM's Album of the Week. Ryan Adams, not to be confused with Brian Adams, has been a busy man. He put out four records at the beginning of the year. That's right. You heard me right. I didn't make a mistake just now. At the same time? Four records all on the same day earlier this year. And this is off of one of the records called Sword and Stone. The track is called Memory Lane. This is probably, I've tried to listen through all four, not on repeat, but at least like one time through to most of the tracks. This is probably my favorite of the records that he released. It's kind of like his more standard sound just sort of like that chorusy reverby electric guitar singer songwriter kind of a little bit of rock and roll uh indie alternative singer songwriter type stuff so yeah he's put out all these albums there's another one called star sign it's a little more intimate sounding kind of neil youngish and then He's just got these other ones that I don't even really know how to categorize. One's called Heat Wave, and the other one is called, I'm looking this up right now as I talk, the other one is called 1985. Uh, and is that a Taylor Swift thing? Well, he, he did the, he did cover 1989, right. 
a long time ago, uh, like almost 10 years ago. I think he was just trying to capture a certain essence of that era, so he called mm. the record 1985. Uh, there's like some punk music on some of these records. He's kind of all over the place, and he's been known to do that. He's been known to step outside and genre jump a lot. Uh, so, yeah, Ryan Adams, if you're a fan, uh, let me know if you like any of these new albums. Oh, and I think Dude. he also put out a live record, too. Prisoners Live, which Prisoners was a, a studio record that he put out maybe like 10 years ago or so, and he did, like, he released, like, a live version of that record. Dude, so so I so was... five albums. I was, cli- <laughs> I was clicking through these as you were talking, and the first one I clicked on was the 1985 one. Yeah. Which has 29 tracks. Wow. And I was thinking, I was like, oh, that's got to be all four albums just right there together. Oh, no, that's one of the four. So I I clicked through and I added them together. Not only is it four albums, which would make you think like, what, 40 songs? It's 65 tracks. 65 songs. Yeah. (laughs) It's a little much. Um, I think part of it was he maybe was holding on to some material that he wasn't able to release at a certain time, and so now he's kind of backtracked and he's been putting out stuff. I think part of it, too, is like he's not really signed to a record label per se, so I think it's like independent releases, and with the way streaming is now, it's like it's kind of the main way that you make money if you're an artist is like you have to keep putting out material so that people can stream it I, well i i was uh, gonna ask but he I, has done like vinyl bundles and right things like that with these new records when but, i saw that that one was 29 tracks i was gonna ask do you feel like that's become more of a thing i've here seen recently a, seen it a lot more hmm. just yeah, these I, I albums know. with crazy number of tracks I, I people think, just not caring. I think because we're we're kind of the the exodus of compact disc and all of that is is kind of beyond us now, uh, and so there's no like restrictions anymore. No, yeah, no physical limitations. So I think you know when people maybe used to trim some of the fat and they'd be like, all right, I got eleven songs, and or or they may say I've got twenty songs, but these eleven, these are the ones that I'm going to put out, and people just aren't trimming the fat as much anymore. And, uh, like, even, like, somebody, like, you know, massive, like Taylor Swift, for example, I think when, I can't remember if it was the Midnight's record or if it was one before that, all the Swifties are going to hate hate me that I'm probably oh, yeah. messing up this informa- disinformation right now. But uh, Oh, yeah. It was like she put out the record, and then, like, six hours later, it was like, here's some more versions of the songs, or they were, like, acoustic versions of it. And so I think... It's just like unfettered access, I feel right. like, to all of our favorite artists now. And it kind of takes away a little bit of the mystique, yeah. you know, because we have so much access. So it's, it gives and takes. Well, you know? it's it for me, it's like content fatigue. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a lot. You know, so like used to when, when one <laughs> of my much. bands that I liked would drop an album, I lived with that album you lived for with a while. Album. Yep. And, yep. and I knew every track and I knew yep. all the words and all that. And now there's just so much that I feel yep. like I can barely listen to what I want to listen to one time through. Yeah. Just hear the music I want to hear. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much. Uh, and, you know, even back in the day when you would buy a CD, 
you know, because you put money into it, you purchased it. Sometimes you would li- even songs that you didn't like as much would become a part of the listening experience. Right. Just like when you put on vinyl, you listen through the whole record from front to back. Uh, even the songs that you don't like as much, and then you come to even love and enjoy those songs that maybe at first it took you time to get right. into. So you just don't have that as much with streaming now. It's like oh, I'll just go listen to this yeah. track. I'll make a playlist. We we sound like such old Anyways, men right I'm now. I'm getting old. <laughs> I'm getting old. It's Deal happening. with it. Oh my word! All right. Well, let's let's put on our reading glasses and read something, shall we? That's it's right, old men. I mean, young people today, they don't even know what it feels like to just go and buy a CD and be like, ah, man, I spent all this money on this thing, and now I have to enjoy it. That's they right. know what it's like to go and do that with vinyl, but then not right. listen to the vinyl, just use it as wall art. Mm. <laughs> wall art vinyl is very popular, I feel oh, like. Oh, my word. It's like merch now. <laughs> buying vinyl is like buying merch. You know, it Like really buying is. the T-shirt? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Okay, Brad, this is your segment. I'd like to welcome all young people in a space of non-judgment and compassion. Come as you are into Bradford's book club, into this segment. But all books recommended will be written in cursive. <laughs> and here's a timely book recommendation after our conversation. It's a book on humility. No, don't clap. That's going to make him not humble. Humility, the joy of self for self forgetfulness. Oh, I know this one by Gavin Ortland. Shocker! One of the Ortland. It's men. in Ortland. The Ortlands are taking over the world, Ort- and I'm Ortland siding on Shades Midweek, and I'm okay with it. Gavin, one of the sons of Ray Ortland, is a huge fan of Bradford's book club, and I wanted to recommend his book. Because it's a lovely read, cultivating humility in a gospel-centered way. So Gavin says there are many misconceptions about what it means to be humble. Some think that being humble means hiding your talents and abilities or being weak and inauthentic. But the Bible paints a different picture, defining humility as a self-forgetfulness leading to joy and explaining that it is a life-giving virtue that frees you from the restricting needs of your ego. Hmm. In humility, Gavin Ortland encourages readers that humility is not just an abstract virtue, but a mark of gospel integrity. Ortland examines humility both on a personal level and in the context of the church, giving examples of ways we can cultivate it, including meditations from C.S. Lewis, Mere Christianity, Jonathan Edwards' sermon, A Christian Spirit is a Humble Spirit. Ortland looks at humility in light of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. This very accessible book in the Crossway series, Growing Gospel Integrity, is one you're going to want to be sure to pick up. Only 136 pages. You can bust that out. I thought you were about to say only $136. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> yes. Be sure to check it out. You can read it on a book that you purchase. You can read it on Kindle. You can listen to it on audiobook. Here at Bradford's Book Club, it's a safe space to in- interact with media in every way, whatever way you choose. Oh, sure. 
<laughs> just sucking up over there. I think we should explore the uh, the counseling implications of your need to suck up to to the young. Why people. do you need oh, affirmation not, yeah, from need the younger generation, oh, Brad? Is, is it to feel younger? This isn't about time. Aff- waits for no man. <laughs> Read Ecclesiastes. You're gonna <laughs> die. I don't know what's in the air today, but this has been fun. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed all of our senseless bantering, but we've got the rest of the episode for you, and it's a good one. We hope that you will listen. We got to sit down and do an interview. Um, it's it's part meet a member, part uh, ministry leader interview. And uh, so without any further ado, here it is. Well, listeners of Shades Midweek, we have a fantastic interview for you today that we're really excited about. You know, it's it's a little different. It's it's not technically a Meta member, John Mark, uh, but it, she is a member. Mm-hmm. She's never been on the podcast, right? So you're kind of meeting her. That's true. But really, ultimately, she's here to talk about the ministry of which she serves as a deacon leader. Ladies and gentlemen, in the house, Mrs. Joni Ford. Yay. Happy to be here. Joni, I, I have word that this is your first podcast. It is. I've never done anything like this before. It's it's really neat. Though I do hear you have much experience as a listener of podcasts. I, I'm an aficionado. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so you've listened to every Shades Midweek is what you're telling us. <laughs> I've listened to a lot of them. Y'all did that quiz at your 100th episode. Right. Which uh-huh. I, was, I was sorry I couldn't be there for that. I should have been there. But anyway... I totally. You knew all I the knew answers. All of the oh answers. man! Yes. No. No one at the show knew any of the answers. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's very discour- Very discouraging. Oh, I am sorry I missed. But no, yeah. no, that's awesome. Well, we are excited to have you here today. Before we uh, jump into talking about the the food pantry specifically, because you've never been on the show, let's do a quasi meet a member yeah. here at the beginning. Okay. So just tell us a little bit uh, about yourself, about your story, like. Where'd you grow up? Oh, Southeast Georgia, Vidalia. Oh. I was about to say, come on, st- say say the name of the onion. Yeah, yeah, Vidalia. I <laughs> uh, like the onions, and I've been to all the onion festivals growing up. Yeah, it's a good time. And oh. those, I mean, the onions literally take their name from that city, right? Yes, that is wow. correct. Not the other way around. That right. wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and am I correct? Your parents were or are still jewelers, right? That's right. Yes. That's the family business. Um, my mom's dad uh, was in the Air Force uh, during World War II. And when he got out of it, well, what he did in the Air Force, he didn't fly, but he worked on the like altimeters and, you know, the gadgets and stuff in the right, cockpit. Right. Yeah. Wow. And so eventually he ended up going to uh, watch repair school. Yeah. And got into the whole jewelry part of it through watches and hmm. they uh, were, he, he actually contracted tuberculosis and my uh, grandmother was a nurse at the hospital that he was staying at in Denver, Colorado. This and is how they met. This is how they met. And they this ended up like coming to Georgia. Wow. Yeah. Which is where my, uh, my grandfather's from. They have a cool story. It's, it's sweet. It's real sweet, but they, um, they were going to buy out a jeweler in the in the town there in Colorado, and anyway, the guy didn't want to sell. Anyway, so they ended up going back to Georgia, which is where uh, my grandfather was from. And so they set up shop. I think originally they did something 
else, but eventually they set up shop and and then my my parents, they were both teachers and one summer they just worked at the jewelry store because, you know, they weren't working right, right. during the summer. Yeah. And so they just never went back. And so my dad has gotten all the like certifications that you can get. He's a master jeweler and he can appraise your stuff and do the repairs and he used to do he used to make jewelry. He used to I was do, gonna ask wow. if he designed pieces. Yeah, he used to. He used to do lost wax casting, which is so cool. And I'm not gonna go into that. That's a whole <laughs> other I was about topic to say, I feel like we should have a podcast about this eventually. Yeah, yeah. The jeweler podcast. For real. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Because I don't yeah. know if you know this, but most most men that I know are only experts in jewelry for a very specific time period of their life. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That the that's four the C's. that's the one that's moment right, where yes. they know everything about the four C's, and yeah. then and then after that, it's all lost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's all lost. So I know nothing. Looking through the about microscope. Ah, oh, yes, this looks good. Yes, <laughs> I feel good about this. Every every time fire. I, every yes. time yes. I go, every time I go in a jewelry store, I was in one not that long ago. Good for every you, time, but every time I go in one. <laughs> Every time I go in one, I feel the same as when I take my car to the mechanic. <laughs> like they're talking to me about stuff, and I'm acting you, like I know what they're talking. You have about. to trust right. them. Right. Oh you, yes, you really yeah. do. Seriously, oh, man, that's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, so so you grow up there. Tell us just a little bit about life growing up. Well, it's a small town, right? Super duper small. Uh, it's kind of like our town, if you're familiar with that play. <laughs> um, I mean, it really, really is, and. Uh, my parents um, had gotten involved with the church that my uh, grandma and granddaddy were in. That grandma and granddaddy lived there as well. And so, we, you know, this is my mom's parents. And my dad's parents were uh, in North Georgia, closer to South Carolina. And we saw them several times a year. But anyway, um, church was a huge part of uh, growing up. My dad was a deacon, and they were on the teller committee, so we'd count money after church and uh, the teller committee. Yeah. I feel like we need to rename the offering team. <laughs> I do like it's that. A, <laughs> There's a formality to it. I know, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, and they had forms. They had to fill out the, these little... Anyway, and so he would drop off the night deposit. Anyway, we were like always there. Right. Choir practice and the Wednesday night thing and, mm-hmm. you know, all of it. it he was... He, my dad was definitely like a turn out the lights, lock the door kind of guy. Mm. And it was a Southern Baptist church, very... Very old-fashioned, like sure. very not stylish. Like this was not the church with the cool youth group. <laughs> Choir robes. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, piano yeah. on the right. Organ. Organ yep. on the left. Yep. American flag, Christian flag. Oh, yeah. Baptistry in the little nook. Uh-huh. In the choir loft. The whole nine. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, RHGAs. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I know with, this with, world. With <laughs> the lock-ins. <laughs> right. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Which were wild. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, like, even looking back, I'm like, yeah. what in the world? It was a different time. It was. Yeah. It was a di- no grace <laughs> policy going on there. <laughs> oh, my word. So. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Right, definitely right. not. Definitely not. Gosh, yeah. I was just thinking about the youth group. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We did eventually have a youth group, and it was also wild. Wild, yeah. yeah. Yes. The wild west of, of ministry back in the day. So, um. Uh, so at what point, so growing up in the church and all that, at what point do you feel like like your faith became your own? Um, so I came to Christ at VBS when I was eight. Mm-hmm. So Sunday you were asking like how people yeah. came to faith. 
and it was it was to great effect. I mean, it really was. It was good. We were talking about it afterwards at the um, the shower for Jolie, actually. And um, anyway, it's so true. the The pastor there on the last day just went through like the Roman road, mm-hmm. like right. y'all. <laughs> I mean, it was like a right. black, black Sharpie on a little flip chart. Like, <laughs> yes. this was the level of sophistication. It was bare bones. And I was just like... Listen, I'm old enough to have grown up with felt boards, okay? Like, oh, yeah. You are speaking straight up my alley we, right now. We had that. I think they had been phased out right, before right. I actually started. But I remember finding them and playing oh, yeah. with them. You know, anyway. But um, he was going through that Roman road, and I was just like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It just, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it took. I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, um, I was baptized a little bit after that. He did talk to me. We, we did have like a follow up conversation a couple of sure. times. Um, and uh, I had that. There was this really interesting moment when I was in high school. Um, there was a group of us that did not go to the cafeteria when we were supposed to go to the cafeteria <laughs> we would hang out in the in the library and it was a whole scene in there and anyway uh there was this guy there he was very strange very strange guy and he was older than I was and very strange I just can't emphasize how strange he was he kind of had a reputation for streaking which <laughs> was like listen I, I think we just need to change this to a meet a member episode I mean we're I there like, already I feel like at you this have point. like so many wild stories no I'm just kidding we can, we can keep going keep well, going well I'll try to cur- he, he, it I get what matter, you're saying now about the strange part like how you were <laughs> trying to communicate it like that but like if you met him yeah. like you would not think oh streaker like <laughs> he was he was a nerd I'm gonna like, be 100% anyway. honest I don't know if I've ever met anybody <laughs> and that's the well, first thing that's okay. So, <laughs> Russ's nephew, or actually his cousin's child, whatever that is to him, I don't guess his nephew. Anyway, yeah, that, he he streaks. But if you met him, you would kind of be like, yeah, I can kind of see that. <laughs> but this guy, it just didn't make any sense. But he asked me. We had a, we ended up having a conversation about uh, Christianity or faith or whatever, mm. and he was like, uh, you know, why are you a Christian? And I was like, I don't know. I guess I'll just answer that question tomorrow. I'll uh, let, let give me a minute. I'll I'll get you an answer. I don't I don't really know. I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. So I went home and I talked with my mom about it, and she said she's like, "Well, Joni, honestly, you're probably a Christian because you grew up in a Christian home, and we've taken you to church. That's probably why you're a Christian." And she's like, "As you get older, you're gonna have to." make decisions for yourself that this is really like once you're out of this context was really what she was saying like you're gonna you're gonna have to persevere in that or not I mean you know and and so I went back and that was the answer that I gave him but I I think that I don't know when it really like I don't know I feel like I, I feel like it always was just what I believed now it certainly matured as I got yeah older absolutely part of like a big part of my um, faith journey has been like trying to understand my faith from uh, not just accepting truth propositions, but to something that is like life giving and essential and the the, pers- the perspective that I use to understand, like, the world and my inner world and, like, it, I, 
it's, you know, because it's more that Christianity is more than just a series of right. true statements. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, I, growing up, I think I learned a lot of those right answers. Mm. You know, I mean, but you, <laughs> the world is not black and white, and having right answers is great, mm. and it's helpful, but. You know, you have to actually walk out your faith, right. and i I think that um, I think that another another aspect of that was I think functionally, I was living under that paradigm of like uh, do good, get good. Yeah, mm, I yeah. mean functionally, sure. mm-hmm. right? Because I because I was yeah, I mean I was a keep my nose clean kind of goody two shoes kid, very compliant, and wanted to please my parents and all that sort of thing. And so I was doing all that and like making the good choices and hanging out with the nice friends mostly and you know all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just was confused and when I got out of college like life did not go like I thought it was going to go mm-hmm. just off the ra- you know. Mm-hmm. And so I just I don't know I floundered through basically most of my 20s mm-hmm. on into like maybe until I came here to Birmingham, mm. maybe a little bit before I started to feel like I had my feet under me, but mm. it was just like, what is this leading to? You know, yeah. so mm. anyway, so, you know, you had to, I had to, I didn't mean I had to walk through that. I don't know exactly when my faith, beca- I, I had sure. faith during that. I didn't, yeah. I didn't really have like a wild yeah. period. Well, I mean, I, I think exactly. Yeah. I think it's hard for any of us that grew up within the context of a believing household often to kind of like put our finger on, oh, well, this is kind of exactly when or whatever. But I do think that all of us can attest to, um, you know, a a growing maturity of our faith. Certainly. You know, Um, and my story is is very similar to yours in that I came to faith uh, at a very young age, I believe when I was eight, um, came to faith. And I can remember, I remember my father, sharing the gospel with me. Yep, um, I remember it too. I remember all, all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was it would be later in like high school that my faith would start to mature or like using that phrase kind of like becoming my own. And I would actually struggle with reflecting on my experience as an eight-year-old and kind of questioning like did I really come to faith and all of that. But I would actually come to a point of settled resolution that my, my profession of faith at eight years old was authentic mm-hmm. and real. Mm-hmm. And what I was experiencing later was growth and maturity and all of those things. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I resonate yep. with your story a lot. Mm-hmm. So about when do you arrive in Birmingham? 2012. 2012. Summer. It was like June or something like that. Okay. And how long between then and when you end up at Shades? Uh, I think I started coming to Shades in 2016. Somewhere along in there. Okay. Um, How, how'd you end up here? Well, I, <laughs> um, well, my neighbor invited me to go up to uh, Chewy's for a Rodon Fields party, which a, a what party? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a skincare line. It's like direct oh, sales. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, this I, is I the, the Mexican restaurant Chewy's, right? Yes. Oh, so good. Tex Mex, yeah. Brad. <laughs> it is it's yes. so good. Tex Mex. Um, and so, you know, it I is. have no interest in skincare routine because I'm not good at routine. <laughs> but but Chewy's. But Chewy's. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Free queso. I'm there. Exactly. Yeah. So so we went and I sat next to um, Terry, used to be Gray, who went here a long time ago. Okay. And um, I think at the time she had just gotten married or was about to get married and she... And her uh, her husband at the time were 
they were going to Highlands or something like that. But she mm-hmm. was, we just chatted. We were just chatting, and I was going to Highlands currently and hadn't really found my place there and kind of was getting the feeling that I could probably go there for another 10 years and still <laughs> not find my place there. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I had done all the things that you do, and it just was not taken. So, mm-hmm. um, so I... Uh, I was just telling her I, I was thinking I needed to go someplace probably smaller, and she was, she was like, "Yeah, you sound like you actually might like the church that I just stopped going to, not because it wasn't <laughs> good, but just because, yeah, you know, whatever they were, sure, they sure. had their reasons." So, um, she went with me to a small group. She invited me to the small group, and it was Renee Prescott was leading it, and it was mm. Renee and Nancy Ledbetter. And Sharon, and um, June. Oh yeah, June must mm-hmm. And there was a um, this really the uh, there was this girl named I think her name was Anna. She did not have arms. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she mm. was in this small group, and it was at Panera, which was super convenient because I had just moved to Cahaba Heights. So I went to the small group before I went to church. I went mm. to the small group for like a month. It was. I think we were supposed to be talking about the sermons that I was not <laughs> listening to. I, something like that. I don't know. That's it was funny. It was fun though. I mean, I really, I would. Those are that's a great group of ladies. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And so eventually, I was like, well, I ought to check the church out. And when I came, um, I just felt uh, it just felt very comfortable. Um, there was something about all the kids sitting at the back on the floor that like really spoke to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I, I've never been to a church where people were doing that except like maybe one time, but um, I don't know. Was, I just, and I'm looking around, everybody's got their coffee. People are like knitting. <laughs> and I was like, and there, and there seemed to be this whole thing happening in the lobby like during the service, I don't know. It was, but it was comfortable. I mean, there have been times when I, I felt just stirred and just needed to go somewhere where I could, I don't know, not be sitting silently in a service. And I've gone out into the lobby. So I don't know. I, I appreciate that. And there's, you know, real conversations happening out there and stuff like that. But it, I, I don't know. I just felt very, felt very comfortable. I was incredibly wary of joining another church, though, because mm. uh, before I came to, like, officially joining, because I had, uh, right before I moved to Birmingham, I was in a, um, I guess, I guess I'd been there about 10 years at this church uh, before, and it really, um, I mean, really, like, jumped in with both feet. I was as involved as I could be and loved everybody, and it was such a difficult season like Mm. so good and so hard Mm -hmm. and when I got here that was why I went to Highlands I was looking for something completely different (coughs) and I joined maybe prematurely but anyway when I came here I just felt like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hang back (laughs) so so that was what I did for like years until I found out I was pregnant and then I was mm. like, okay, this is real. <laughs> I was I was married at the time, just FYI. I skipped, I skipped some there, major there life was, events. There was a marriage in there. <laughs> there, were some, there were some things that happened in there. Um, 
I barely married. I will say that. That yeah. was that was that ha- all that happened really fast. But anyway, um I realized I was like, okay, I've got to decide if this is my church or not because I'm a long way from family and mm. anyway, so I think I I, don't, I still don't think I officially joined until but then COVID had hit. So right. it was oh, wow. I think it was sometime after COVID that I was like, okay, Jonathan, I'm we're going to do this. Yeah, but by that point, I mean, you'd been here for I'd been there for several a years. Long yeah. Time. yeah, probably like 4 years. Yeah. 4 5 years maybe. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And we're <laughs> Yeah. I mean, thank you for sharing just even parts of your story. I really want to have you back and like do a deep dive. We can oh, yeah. we can talk about we'll the food pantry. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. But before we talk about the food pantry, we do want to do what uh we do with many well, almost all of our guests. That's right. That is a lightning round. Are you familiar with this? <laughs> yes. Have you heard of this thing we call the lightning round? Yes. I'm getting chills just hearing that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Intro music. It's powerful. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're just going to ask a bunch of rapid fire, random, mostly silly and ridiculous questions. You just say whatever comes to mind. Can I just say? Yeah. Y'all doing the lightning round with Justin Gibney. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, was, I thought we were about to have to just end it right hilarious. there. Yes, I, did I don't too. think he really like. He was a really good sport about it all, but I really well, don't think he wanted to do that. I don't he, think he did either. He's and so serious, so intense. I know, I, y'all. I, and I it was right him. from the top too. Just like yes. when I asked him about the eggs, he was like, "I don't, I don't <laughs> like my eggs." <laughs> like, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Next. But I think I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate our commitment to it, you know, just in the midst of his displeasure continuing forward. You know, I think that's it's funny that you say that, Joni, because Ashley, I'm now putting it all together. But when Ashley listened to that episode, she was like, you know, I thought that was really good. Like you guys were just who you were like in that. And I think that was her way of saying, like, I don't think Justin really wanted to do the lightning round, but you guys <laughs> were just who you were. And you were true to yourselves. That's right. So what, credit to you for what, doing yeah. that. What's funny to me, Joni, is your ability to pick up on that just listening. Yeah. Because for we, us, we, we had, had him on a Zoom call, so we're looking at him. Oh, yeah. And so it was well, even more uncomfortable in the room. Well, I tell you. Wild. I, I listened to his podcast. Right, yeah. right. Oh, yeah. He is, he is He's serious. Yeah, very, oh, he's yeah. Very, I, very intense. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's not a bad thing, right? You know? No, not at all. He's doing no. serious work. And yeah. I, oh yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, that was funny. Okay, so we can. Yeah. Do it. All okay. Right. I love it. You brought that up. Here we go. <laughs> all right. Well, how do you like your eggs, Joni? Hopefully. Uh, <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, I like them scrambled soft with ricotta and parmesan and white pepper. Wow, yes. that is. Maybe the most specific. <laughs> I I've ever gotten had. to the point where I can't have it's eggs really without cheese. Like I will can, say. Can I just I mean, I say that I was today years old when I learned there's something called white pepper. What is that? Uh, well, it's like black pepper. <laughs> no, it it actually does taste a little different than yeah? than black pepper. Like, can you just get this at any grocery store? Oh yes. I've just uh, never known. Do, do y'all Mexican, know about white pepper? The Mexican I don't, section. I, don't know. I know about. Uh, no. There's like pink salt. I know, I know about, about that. pink salt. Like the Himalayan the sea Himalayan, salt thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. So Unbelievable. The flavor of it, it it does pack a punch. Like it is definitely pepper, and they grind it really, really, really fine, like it's powdered. Hmm. I'm buying w- some today. Yeah, it's it'll <laughs> it's just well. Happening. 
If you ever need to just like bring some heat to like a soup or something oh. like it's that's what you would use. And the flavor would be described, I believe, as like musty. It's a little bit huh, like damp cellar. You're not selling this really <laughs> hard now. Well, <laughs> you, you had use me with it, the hot you don't, heat. You don't have to use a ton of it. But just a it little does. bit. Just a little bit of that damp cellar taste, you know? <laughs> that's what I'm looking no. for. It's good. Oh, yeah. it's we're going to take your right. word for it. Here we go. What was uh, what was your last, where'd you go on your last vacation? Uh, hang on. Where did we go? Oh, uh, Wyoming. Oh, awesome. Yep. Oh, that sounds cool. Yep. That we sounds stayed lovely. with, um, it was last, uh, it was last summer. Wait, did we go somewhere? Now, I, I did, I did go to, um, I did go to Tybee Island last month for a cousin's weekend. Mm. It was my brother's birthday. Where's that? And at? I had two other cousins. Tybee Island is off the coast of Georgia. Oh, okay, mm. cool. It's the one that's pretty close to Savannah. Okay, it's uh, fun. Yes, yeah, that's awesome. All right, well, uh, to piggyback off that question, if you could go anywhere in the world on vacation, where would you go? Um, I, uh, I guess I'll just say Italy because that's a sure mm. bet. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. but. Who are, would but are aliens real? Um I don't believe that they are from another planet, but I do think they are a real phenomena. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So can you say more? <laughs> <laughs> well, my my working theory and not that I've uh not that I've researched this myself because okay. I've got time for that. That's but, right. Um referencing my uh, uh, my love of podcasts. I have uh-huh. listened to some podcasts. About this. <laughs> love the confession. I, it's I a think, safe space here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, it is a podcast. I would hope. I would mm. hope you be pro podcast in general. Anyway, um, I'm thinking they're probably like some kind of interdimensional, like oh. being like a like a. Watcher, this is uh, oh. we do not have to talk about this. <laughs> uh, but she's given us a taste. Such a rabbit. Oh. She's given us the taste. I, love I am it. not the person to lead you down it, but <laughs> I'm really not. But I would say that that's probably a lot closer to reality than they're actually living on a, a star or, or another planet. Anyway, there you go. My, okay, my, my two go. cents. All right, go something to talk about on Sunday. Multiverse. I love it. <laughs> All right. Um, if you had to pick a new name for yourself, what would it be? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I guess I'll just s- s- stick with, uh, Elizabeth, my middle name. Ah, okay. Okay. love that name. Daughter's name. What, what was happened? the, what was the first car you owned? Uh, Chevy Silverado 1983. Truck. Yeah, I don't know that I actually owned it. That was the yeah. one that I oh, drove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's fine. For yeah. Sure. How fast have you ever driven in a car? What's the fastest? Excuse me, I didn't ask that right. What's the fastest you've ever, ever driven, driven in a car? I mean, probably like 90-something. Okay. What was what was your biggest fear as a child? Like, what were you afraid of? Uh, I mean, I was kind of afraid of the dark. I don't know. Nothing. There's a new cartoon about that. Have you all seen that? I haven't seen it yet. Are no. you afraid of the dark? No, I think it's... <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it's just called show. dark or something like that. It's uh, I don't know. I saw the trailer for it. We can move on. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who would play you in a movie of your life? 
No idea. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. No, I, I, I don't know. I don't know who would play me. I'm going to go Julia Holland. Roberts. That's what I was going to say. Oh, okay. How All would right. you feel about that? I'll take that. Absolutely. <laughs> Good actress. Oh. She's got the accent. From Georgia. <laughs> from Georgia. Yeah, she's from Georgia. That's right. Yeah. There you go. Um, do you have a hidden talent? No. <laughs> I just love the confidence. No, nope. I do not. None. All right. <laughs> All right. If you could have three guests over for dinner and they can be from any time in history, dead or alive, but we're going to exclude the Bible, uh, <laughs> who would you have over? Okay. So I think this is, I think I would really, I, I would personally get a lot of satisfaction out of meeting like my mom and my grandmothers when they were like my age. Like I think oh, that wow. would be very specific. Okay. I think I that like would that. be really I think that would be really interesting. And honestly, I, I would not want the pressure of having a noteworthy individual to dinner. <laughs> I mean, just to be honest, I I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I love, like, C.S. Lewis or whatever, but, like, yeah. I do not want to keep up that end of the conversation. <laughs> like, I really don't. I don't know that I want you to know, either after our podcast with Justin Gibbony, <laughs> having oh, yeah. felt that pressure. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of pressure. C.S. Lewis is kind of a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think that is a first. That's the first time we've had someone say, like, somebody at a specific age. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know, teenage, I want to see, like, have a conversation I like with I like that. my yeah. mom at age 30-something or whatever. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. cool. I like that. I'm would you, have to think would about you that. rather, this is the last one I've got, would you rather sleep in late or take a midday nap? Um... I'm like like, go. like work and children and all that are not yeah. factors. Like you can choose one or the other. Which would I prefer to do? Well, it's almost physically impossible for me to sleep in late at this point. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would do the midday nap. Go with a nap. Yeah. I like a good nap. Yeah. yeah. Brad? Mm. Okay. My last question is you're on a you're going to a desert island to live by yourself for the rest <laughs> of your life. You can take one book and one book only, and it can't be the Bible. What book are you taking? And it can it be how to get off desert island? Well, see, that's that was going to be my next thing. <laughs> is it can't it can't be like a survival guide or how to get off the desert island? It has to okay. be like for to stimulate knowledge or enjoyment or. He's asking like you what that. your favorite book is. <laughs> okay, well, okay, so I guess I would I guess I would say I'd take. Uh, Anna Karenina, because that's a good long book. Oh. Um, are we mm-hmm. counting? So that's a Russian novel, isn't it? Isn't I mean, neat? I would read the English version. Oh well, well yes. sure, sure. Yes, no, no. <laughs> I would I learn Russian. That's, uh, I feel that's like a, uh, Anna Karenina. That's who's the author? And that that's Tolstoy. Yeah, Tolstoy. it's, it's I, Russian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could be wrong, but I feel like when we had Chris Cargill on the show, he said that's that, his favorite. I think oh, that he said that's that his book favorite too. novel. Yeah, it's okay. a fantastic book. Maybe you guys could start a book club. I have it. I bought it after Chris talked about it so highly, and it's just sitting on my shelf staring at me because it's It's a very massive. Jonathan yeah. move right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's You'd be surprised how readable it is. Listen, my fun reading right now is Dune, so i gotta oh. fin- I got to finish it before I watch the second movie. Okay, uh. actually, Dune was going to be one of my books because I've never okay. read it, nice. and that's another fat book, and I, I mean, I think fantasy fiction is probably a good choice if you're stuck on a desert island. And I approve. Um, are we, uh, but uh, otherwise I have no interest in reading that book, by the way, like 
None. If I was stuck wow. on a desert island, I'd read it. But I don't. Right. If you had nothing else to do for a, for the rest of your life, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. But Besides not, survive. Yeah. But I'm not gonna go out and read it. I just I know enough about it to know that I probably wouldn't love it. But I want to. <laughs> what did you? I mean, have you started it, John? Yes. Yes, I have. So well, what do you think? I'm enjoying it so far. Oh, okay. All right. So Russ's son Zach. It's his favorite book. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, and I'm looking forward to seeing the sequel. I saw the mm-hmm. I saw mm-hmm. the first one. We checked it out from the library. Right. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I liked I it too. It's. Anyway. I, I have been told. I haven't researched this, but I've been told it's the book that inspired uh, George Lucas as he was starting to kind of like I think dream so. up yeah, Star Wars. And, all that. and you could see a ton of the parallels. Sure. Uh, between that and and especially the early Star Wars, like like A New Hope. So, fun fact, Tolkien hated it. Dune, Dune. the book. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. When was Dune written? Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. It was written within his lifetime. Wow. Yeah. I I did not know that. Yeah. I'm just learning tons of new things about streaking (laughs) and Dune. And And then my third book would just be like, I I would bring the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, there you go. that's what I'm talking about. Because that's a good long. That is what. It, yes, it's it not all one book, but I would. It counts. Yeah, I'll I, allow it. I would. I would <laughs> override anything those. these other yahoos have to say. <laughs> yes. Okay. I have one more question. Okay. Joe Mark, do you? No, you. You can. Finish okay. This we'll up. end with this. Let's say you're about to die, and you have time for one final meal. What are you going to be eating? I mean, I think. I would really enjoy a good top shelf eggs Benedict. Mm. All right. Wow. Eggs. We start with eggs and we end with eggs. That's right. Here on the lightning round. What an egg. What came first, the egg or the egg? I don't know. So just so everybody knows, uh, Dune was written in 1965 and Tolkien died in 1973. I just I was Eight researching years that. later. So there, well, you, there go. you go. But I had the no fact idea that he that was he alive in the 70s. My brain is like still reading brand new <laughs> yeah. science fiction. Yeah, it's, it's like, kind of crazy. The 70s? Weird to think about, yeah. isn't it? Well, that's because when I was a child, the 70s was ancient history. <laughs> yeah. But now it's like mm, that wasn't actually that long before <laughs> I was born. <laughs> Great oh, job yes. with the lightning round. Excellent job. Well, Joni, we'd like to take uh, just a little bit of time for or the remainder of our time uh, mm-hmm. to talk about the ministry that you have taken over and are spearheading, uh, and that's the Shades Food Pantry. Yes. Which throughout my time here, the food pantry is kind of, uh, it's always been there. Sometimes it's been more active than others, but just tell us a little bit about kind of like what led you to, to want to step into the position? Um, well, I knew a family who requested um, food assistance, and they didn't know if I knew a church that had a food pantry. And <clears throat> my my boys go to a little pre-K at a church, and I knew they had a food pantry because one of the pastors had shown it to me uh, one morning at drop-off. I cannot remember why, but... Um, so I, I told them, I was like, well, we can get you some food. And I know that, I know a church that has one. And I think the church that I go to has one. Because I'd seen the sign. I, I knew mm-hmm. it right, was there. Right. Um, so anyway, I got them some food from the, the church uh, that we, uh, that my boys go to school at. And then I, and then Russ and I got them some food as well. 
And then I checked here the next time I came. And, uh, you know, it had that, at the time, you know, it had that cooler um, or refrigerator thing. Right. Kind of yeah. pulled into that space. And as I was looking through it, I was like, wow, I think it's just has been neglected because this was coming out of COVID and stuff like that. I mean, it was last year, but I knew it had probably been neglected since COVID. So, um, anyway, I asked Jonathan about it and, uh, I just ended up volunteering to re revitalize it. So I went through it and threw out a bunch of stuff and just kind of got it organized. And anyway, and then got the, I came up with an inventory and, uh, published it and everybody was really kind to bring stuff. It's very well stocked. It's well stocked right now. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, everybody's been really generous and I've been able to take bags of food to families. And I know, I know people here have gotten food mm-hmm. and I think it is being used. Oh yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. When you, when you think about like the purpose behind the food pantry, you know, if someone was to say, well, wh- why do we do one? Who's it for? I mean, like what are the kind of different avenues that you see it being useful, like yeah. to members of the body? Well, I mean, to me, it's kind of church 101. you got to have a food pantry. Um, <laughs> seems like the sort of thing you should have. But um, so my thought with it was uh, if you're here and you need the food or you know that it would really help you financially to not have to hit the grocery store this week for some things, then you can pick out whatever you like. There's bags and boxes and stuff like that. So just for... Just for people to use. Um, I don't think we're really set up for like hardcore long-term food assistance sure. for folks. Mm-hmm. But there are also ministries very nearby that we support <laughs> yep. that are. And that's probably a better bet if it's like an ongoing kind of situation. But um, but there's also nobody's going to stop you or bat an eye if you've do hit it up more yeah. frequently. It's totally fine. Like, mm-hmm. please, if it's there, like, the point is for people to take it if they need it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's also good to um, use it. Uh, you know, you could make a welcome sack for somebody that just moved in next door, or I don't know, just any way that you could. I, I don't know. Obviously, all of us, or not all of us, but most all of us could probably go and get something from the grocery store, but it's a way to be generous. It's a way to just um, help your neighbor and it's convenient. It's right in the lobby. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, it's, it's available for anybody to take for themselves or somebody that they know. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, that's so helpful just for people to hear, because I think that when uh, we first encounter like a food pantry, I think our first thought is I only access that if I personally need it. You know, like if I'm in need, and since I'm not in need, oh, the food pantry's not there for me. Mm-hmm. But I think expanding that view of helping people see it as a tool that they can use to bless others yeah. in their life who are outside of the community, or like I even love what you mentioned, um, like, you know, a new neighbor moves in, you yeah. could buy something yourself, but... I mean, there's but laundry, you, soap, and cleaning yeah. supplies. They're going to need sponges yeah. and paper towels and stuff. I mean... You know. If you mm-hmm. take it to them from the food pantry, it gives you a really easy avenue to invite them to come visit Shades yes. if you want to. You yes, can be like, hey, true. this is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a gift from not just me, but from my church. You know, if you're new and yeah. if you're looking for a place. And I see it really dovetailing well with the um, 
kitchen meetups that Christy mm-hmm. oh, is yeah. leading, yeah. Um, where you can take the meals for yourself or to give to somebody that might be sick or just had a baby or yeah. something like that, or just having a hard week. <laughs> yes. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, you know, a couple of those with sack of groceries. I mean, that's a really nice, like, welcome to the neighborhood, mm-hmm. like, hey, new mom, I see you. And I think we're talking about um, expanding the uh, offerings for new moms, coming out of the women's meeting anyway. We've talked right. some about, mm-hmm. you know, getting uh, bob- uh, bottles and formula and, yeah. cool. you know, newborn stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, so that's, see. yeah, that's awesome. Um, I, I, that actually, that kind of answers a little bit of my, ne- my next question was going to be kind of what are your hopes like moving forward for, for yeah. things they are going to do. And th- I mean, that's one of them, obviously being able to, um, expand ministry to new moms, infants. Yes. Yeah. That's something that we talked about. I think there's somebody that had volunteered to kind of coordinate that at the women's meeting. Okay. Um, so There'll be somebody else that's specifically in charge of that, but it's it works well with the food pantry. And I guess the way I see it, the direction I see it going is like I'd like to I'd like to have a, a built in kind of shelving storage over there. Right. Just, yeah. I think I emailed you about this. I think I think we could probably double <laughs> the capacity of that space mm. if the shelves were configured differently yeah it's sure. kind of built out the mm-hmm. space yeah yeah and i think you know the shelves that are in there could be used i mean anywhere sure. really yeah. um so i think it'd be a good use of good use of time but um anyway uh i think too there might be some room for uh bulk purchases if we continue to do the kitchen meetups and when we get somebody in charge of the kitchen because some things there's some canned goods or dry goods that would be um, used in lots and lots of recipes, like think like cans of tomato paste or sure. crushed tomatoes or something like that. That could be something that we could purchase more efficiently, possibly. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I guess there's some that depends on some other variables, but sure. Anyway, yeah. One of the things that it, if you already mentioned this, forgive me, I, I would have missed it. But uh, have we talked about walk-ins? That we get. Yes, that's Honkers. right. I forgot to say that. Yeah, yeah, we do because of our proximity, I think, really to the interstate. Mm-hmm. Um, we do on occasion get walk-ins mm-hmm. here at Shades of people who are looking for some kind of assistance. And the food pantry has always served as a really, really nice way to be able to offer an immediate some immediate assistance. And like you said, dovetailing with the uh, kitchen hangouts that Christy's been doing to prepare those frozen meals, like those two things kind of combined mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Are really, really helpful. Yeah. Um, one of the things I was going to mention uh, is that if, if you've been at Shades for any amount of time, then you probably know that there is another food pantry that we partner with yes. uh, called uh, Green Springs Ministry Center. And actually, this Sunday is one of our two Sundays a year. We only do it twice a year, but two Sundays a year, we do what we call Groceries for Green Springs, where we shorten service just a little bit, you know, because at Shades, we <laughs> aren't really good at shortening things, but we try. <laughs> um, so we shorten it just a little bit, and we have a list of needs from the ministry center at Green Springs, and we go out to the local grocery stores as a body, and we buy some st- uh, those products that are needed and take them to, to Green Springs and help stock out their pantry. And this is not, the reason I wanted to bring it up is because this is not in conflict with what we do uh, with yes. our food pantry, because you mentioned uh, 
specifically earlier that our pantry is not really set up for kind of like long-term ongoing support, Mm -hmm. which that is more what the ministry center at Green Springs is focused on. Yes. And so being able to partner. Much larger. Yes. Mm -hmm. And being able to partner with them and point people who need that uh, long-term ongoing assistance in that direction has, has been really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. So and for uh, since I've been at Shades with groceries for Green Springs, I know there are some people that get enough groceries for Green Springs, but then also get some and fill the pantry here too. So that is Aww. an idea. I'm um, I'm trying to think who would do that every every time because really they would sweet. ask me. They'd be like, "Hey, is the building going to be unlocked? Because I want to come back and put some stuff in our pantry too." Mm. And that was way for it could it for it, <clears throat> it to get <laughs> filled. Yes. <laughs> well. What are what are some ways if people had interest in helping uh, with the food pantry? Um, can you think of any ways that they might be able to help out? I think probably the best thing would be the potential for overlap with the benevolence giving. Okay, there there are some people that have like actual specific needs, like hmm. uh, certain things that maybe we have over there but probably we don't you know sure I think that would probably be like understanding what those needs are finding out what they are and um either making it known to me so that I could just make it an inventory item um that we kept over there or that I made sure we kept over there and um and and also raising the need to um benevolence as well because I I know that that is something that is I'm sure an important part of uh, ministry here to yes. to our uh, congregation. Right, yeah. And if you don't know how to raise, bring awareness to uh, a benevolence need, you can email Matt Theus directly. Uh, he's the head of our benevolence team. Uh, but you can honestly, you can bring it to the attention of any staff member um, or any ministry leader. Like, I mean, they could bring it to your attention. They yes. could bring it to an elder's attention. And it yes, will make its right. way to the right, right spot. So just, yes. I mean, honestly, just anybody in leadership. Um, bring that need to our attention. W- one of the ways that you were talking that I thought might be useful if somebody's listening um, is if there are any uh, carpenters listening uh, or people who have experience with like building out some shelving. Yeah. Um, that that would be a great way to help out. Yeah, uh, that's with true. The pantry, for sure. Or donate wood. <laughs> right, that too. Like yeah. We, yeah. we need lumber. Supplies. Lumber. Yeah, because I actually had the thought. Um, we, you know, we have, I don't know if you've heard, we have a work day planned. Oh, yeah. Coming up on March the 16th. Be a good time to do it. Yeah, I might. Coordinate I mean, I might it. have a connection for the wood. Uh, okay. Well, hey, listen, if you have a connection for the wood, um, then we can get in contact. This is just how we do the podcast. We just plan things right just here. Pl- that's on right. Planning on, on the air. We could, uh, <laughs> we can get in touch with Joe Storrs, who heads up facilities and okay. and we can get word out and see if we can get some some people together because it, it'd be I mean it pretty much be just laying out the plan and if we get the supplies when might is, be able to knock it out when Ma- is it March sixteenth I think I put it yeah, March sixteenth Saturday okay. March sixteenth so in about three weeks okay I need mm. to put that in my phone <laughs> I'll I'll talk to Russ about that awesome <laughs> cool well, fantastic things are happening yeah um, anything else we want to plan you right are here? married to someone who does know a little bit about how to work with yeah. wood yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah he's He's good at that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, that's incredible. Oh man, Brad, you you said something. No, it was a joke. I was like, any other plans we want to <laughs> make, and you know, anything we want to do. Oh man, well, Journey, thank you so much for taking time out of Absolutely. your day, both to share uh, mm-hmm. with us about um, just your story, uh, 
but then also just about um, the ministry of the food pantry because I, I think it's something that it's one of those things. It's, it's hard to keep everybody aware of everything oh, yeah. all the time, oh, yeah. right? And so I think that the food pantry is one of those things that we assume everybody knows about, um, but then we forget, like, oh, there are newer people, and they may not know. Yeah, and there are a lot seen. of new people. Right, yeah. yeah. And so um, just really appreciate you taking the time yep, just to absolutely. talk to us about the vision, the purpose of it. And yes. um, and thank you so much just for the way you serve and lead in that area. It just it it meets such a practical need and blesses so many people. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I agree. We are thank thankful you. for you. Yes, thankful for you. If you have any questions uh, about the food pantry, how you can help out, um, how you can access it, use it, uh, feel free to email us midweek at shadesvalley.org or we can put you in direct contact with Joni. And yeah, I think that's everything. Yeah, I will say Church Center has been used previously. In fact, recently someone posted on Church Center, hey, there's someone that I know that would like to get something out of the food pantry. Can we come up to the church at a certain time? So Church Center is like a great way too. if you don't know how to get in touch with one of us here. Uh, you could just post something on Church Center. Hey, you know, we have a family in need that needs something from the food pantry. Yes. Can we work out a time to coordinate and meet up with someone uh, so that we can access that? So that's another way as well, the Church Center app. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Download it today. That's right. <laughs> In an app store near you. Yeah. Well, we'll bring you back for a full-on meet-a-member, Joni. we got to hear right. all yeah, about these, these crazy Wild West Youth ministry days. Or do we need to? <laughs> yeah. Should this be public? We Should will we, decide. How, how yep. many streakers do this you know? Live, right? <laughs> That's right. Yes, we can always delete. So no worries there. Oh, awesome. Well, this has been another wonderful episode of Shades Midweek. Thanks for listening and stay safe out there.